Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) Of course. I am so excited because I basically, like, strong-armed you into reading a book I've been (laughs) wanting everyone to read. It wasn't that difficult, honestly, and I am so glad you did. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this. So let's get started. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, Carolina and I are reviewing Welcome to Winterville by Carrie Elks. This is book one in the Winterville series. Now, for those of you who do not like series that are not complete, book one through four are out now. Book five, which I believe is the final book, will be out um, in March of 2023. But these are so delightful, and they're so Christmassy, and they're so wonderful. You absolutely should be reading it now. And it is in Kindle Unlimited, so that even makes it. Yes, that That makes it better. Yeah. Um, Okay, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. He's the kind of man who always gets what he wants, but this time she's going to make him work for it. When a ruthless company buys Holly Winter's small hometown, she's determined to stop them. But when she comes face to face with the CEO, Josh Gerber, uh, but then she comes face to face with the CEO. Josh Gerber is handsome, smooth, and disgustingly successful. Um, He's also the man that Holly spent the night with eight years ago, and now he's back to steal the home she's always loved. If anybody can stand up to him, Holly can. She's clever, single-minded, and most of all, she understands his weakness. She has the same ones after all. But the more she fights him, the stronger the attraction between them grows. And before long, their arguments end up in deliciously hot, stolen kisses that make her forget that Josh is supposed to be her enemy. Holly may be able to save Winterville, but will she have to sacrifice her heart in the process? It's a wonderful life meets the hating game in this fun, feisty, festive romance one click and take a trip to Winterville today okay I disagree with the whole it's a wonderful life meets the hating game I don't think so no No. yeah I I would agree with that it is so much better I mean I like it's a wonderful life but this book is so much better than the hating game and their (laughs) their angst and their push and their pull makes a thousand percent sense yes okay so this released September 30th of 2021. Tropes are small town, holiday, sort of second chance. I would call this a second chance. You would call it second chance? Yeah, I would. Okay. So second chance. This is absolutely well, Hallmark. Because it's like a one night. Because they had basically a one night stand. Yeah, it's a one night stand meets Miss uh, Connection. Well, I don't know that I would call it Miss Connection either. Well, just because he, he... He walks away. He walks away. Yeah, he does. Because he he is super career focused. Let's jump into that part. Like, well, Okay, so then it's Hallmark with Spice, family series, billionaire, and they absolutely have their first meet is a meet cute. The re-meet. They're, no, the very first one, I think, is a meet cute. He's stranded on the side of the road. Oh, the seven years ago. But that doesn't, the book doesn't really get into that one. It just mentions it. Yeah. It, well, but you do well, with the cousins. Because North shares yeah, his side of it. 
Yeah. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> There's so much in this book. Um, <laughs> the series is Winterville. It's a standalone interconnected series. It pops at 40%. It's in Kindle Unlimited. Okay. So let's just get into it. Let's just... The meeting... Eight years ago, I think the synopsis says... I thought the book said seven. Who knows? They had a meeting when they were both very young. Yeah, and they didn't really know the other. Like, they didn't... He was... He basically gets stranded because of a snowstorm. He... His car gets in trouble. And he goes to the inn where Holly and all her cousins are working. And there's no room in the inn. And but she has a cabin because she's staff and that's where the, the staff stays. So she says, stay with me in my cabin. Well, they have a steamy night together in they the cabin. Do. And but actually it was very interesting that they do a lot of things. And I forget how they put it in the book, but basically they don't go all the way. Right. Like they they do everything but <laughs> if I think you will. that's what they say in the book too is we did everything um, but yes but it was like in the chemistry is remembered like the connections remembered and then he leaves and he walks away and and it, you learn more about it in in the story as the story unfolds um but he was super focused on his career but and... she is the girl that got away Yes. He never forgot her. And there's a really cool little piece. And I don't want to spoil what that is. But there is this way that he thinks of her. And it's almost, it's not as if he pined for her because he wasn't celibate. He was dating and, you know, moving, forgot, moving forward in the world. But she, he never forgot her. He never forgot their connection or that one summer in Winterville or went Christmas in Winterville because he got stranded at the holidays, right? Yes, because of the snowstorm. There right, because of the snowstorm. snowstorm. So I, but there's that piece that shows you that he has a lot more depth than you first think he does. True, very true. So he is a billionaire, his family company, he's been raised by his grandparents, his parents died. Raised by grandparents, the company's in Cincinnati, billionaire businessman. One of the things that he does is he buys up lands and rezones it, get it sit ready for development. And his team has bought Winterville because, so the story about Winterville is very intriguing. I, the town of Winterville itself is almost its own character in this book. Very much so. Like it, it's. You definitely have, like, a great small town becomes its own character, right? And I think this falls into it. But yeah. it takes another personality because how focused everybody is around the holidays. And the town was established and created by Holly's grandmother. Right. Candy, Candy Winters. Who, who has his own sordid past. Right. Like I was I was shocked as it was revealed in the book. She was a 40s, 50s movie star who mm -hmm. made her claim to fame by starring in Hollywood Christmas movies. So think Ginger Rogers, Rosemary Clooney. Mm -hmm. Um but she had actress, singer, right, dancer. Yep. And she had three children by three different men, 
never named the fathers and finally got tired of Hollywood bullshit and left and returned back to West Virginia, where she bought this plot of land and turned it into Winterville and raised her children and then subsequently also raised her grandchildren because her children are legit the worst. They're bonkers. They're just selfish people. Yeah. But, and, and so this town, well, Candy has passed away. Um, I forget how long prior to this. Two or three Um, years. Yes. Um, but the, her kids don't want to keep it and they just want to sell it. So that's kind of where. Well, the town um, is bankrupt and it was never actually like, it wasn't a municipality. Actually, you don't realize in the beginning how bankrupt the town is and what the situation is for the shops and everything. I think that's revealed through part of the story. It is. It is. The situation and and her hospital bills, Candy's hospital bills come into play. Well, and when Holly is driving down Main Street returning, because Holly is a legal, uh, paralegal. No, she's a forensic accountant. Forensic accountant in Chicago, works for lawyers who go through divorce family, like divorce couples finances. Mm -hmm. And... She has taken the month of December off to go back to Winterville to spend the holiday with her family, but also to work out what's going on with the town in the inn and the theater. Because the cousins, her and her cousins, the grandkids basically love the town. They don't want to sell it. They want to keep it. It's like this band. Like they basically grew up as siblings. They did. Um, Yeah. It's funny because I'm reading one of the later books and they talk about that. Like, I don't know if it's cousin-in-law, brother-in-law, whatever. <laughs> Somehow they're in my family. And it's, but that's true nature of these. There are six cousins, um, but one is married and I cannot think of his name. And he has two children and lives away. He lives in London, I think. London. Yeah. Yes. And all the cousins have really great names. So there's Holly, who is about this book. Then mm-hmm. there's Alaska and she runs the inn. There is Gabe. He is a professional snowboarder. There is North, who is the grouchiest of Christmas tree <laughs> farm owners. And then there is Everly, who is the most like her grandmother. She is the yes. singer. She is the dancer. She is the performer. And everybody says she looks like her, the, her grandmother. Yeah. Like, she is that spitting image. Um, yeah, each of, each of the cousins have... A, like a distinctive personality and which is great you know in the beginning you're just meeting all of them so it's kind of that overwhelming you come to somebody's family you know holiday and you're like who's who wait a second I need I need a flow chart and then after a while you're like oh I know who that is because of the personalities that are so distinctive yeah and it is a first in series so we expect some introductions but I don't feel like at any time where the page is crowded like this even though we're getting the lay of the land and what the family is about and why they're trying to save the town of Winterville and why it is this really magical, special place, even when it's not Christmas. Yeah. I feel like it is really Josh and Holly's story. Like we Very get the most so. of them. And, and you, because everybody is essentially interacting with them. Everybody, even, um, Dolores at the diner and Ch- Charles from the car repair. Like you're, it is first in series. So there's a lot of setup and you're meeting all these characters, 
but you also, it's not like a one and done. You meet them, they're mentioned once for later on, like you get them throughout, like they stop at, they stop at the cafe that Dolores runs for coffee multiple times. She makes multiple appearances. Can we so talk about the coffee? So I know we need to talk about Josh and get to know Josh as the billionaire that he's so great, but let's talk about Josh and then we'll come back to the coffee shop because I just loved it. I loved it. So Josh is, you know, billionaire. Grandpa wants him to be like making the money. He's taken over the family business, but he's not exactly a thousand percent engaged in his job. Like it's I a job, not a passion. It is a job, not not a passion. He's very good at it, but he really wants to. I think ultimately it comes down to the way he wants to run the company versus the way his grandfather ran the company yeah. and his grandfather's toe is still in the business. So I think that's one of the tough parts that I have with this book is that don't get me wrong. Cause I loved the story. Like what I kind of wish was like him to kind of put his foot down with his grandfather a little bit more. <laughs> he kind of does it, but I wanted it to be, a little bit stronger. So if we look at this book like a Hallmark movie, because it's Christmas time and we're all obsessed yes. with those cozy, Christmassy Hallmark movies, the Josh's grumpy grandpa was the villain in the story. He and his heart never turned to be like, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Like he just remained an ass to the very end. <laughs> Well, I could also say that Holly's mom was a little, could be labeled a little bit of a villain in the story. She, I do not like her. I still do not like her. Really, the siblings, the, the parents of the cousins are the worst in this book. Like, they're even worse than Grandpa, who's like, they're just buy the land and move on. They're just selfish. They, it's super selfish. Well, and Holly's mom, like, she... She's manipulative, and it sounds like she's always been manipulative and is very jealous of Holly's relationship she had with her grandmother. And I think that that does play into the dynamics of how Holly moves in her relationship with Josh. Like, she's so part of it is, is Holly and the siblings are trying to save the town. Josh is still moving forward to buy the town. They make the decision that if they're going to be together and explore this connection, they are not going to talk about the town. It, yes, they separate it like this is business. So we wouldn't talk about business, you know, like because he is moving forward. They, he, he's actually purchased the town. Right. He owns like, it. The, it's in it's basically an escrow at this point, And they're waiting for everything to go through, which happens on what, December 26th or something. Yeah. The day after Christmas, everything will officially and, be sold to Josh. And so the cousins are just trying to find ways to save this, salvage this. And they're, I'm not going to say what, <laughs> but there's something comes up that there is a possibility of that but she has to keep it secret and they all agree the cousins all agree that they have to keep it secret and it makes her feel a little bit uneasy but josh but is also to keep keeping... it secret they have to keep it secret from the parents as right. well but josh is also keeping his own secrets 
And typically deception within a romance novel will automatically turn me off. However, this one did not because I felt like it was the magic of Christmas in this. Like the secret was needed to be that magical yes. Christmas kismet. Yes. Well, and you, they also set it up to a certain degree of like they, they do draw a line in the sand and I could see this this being in reality like in in the sense that you do have to kind of keep some of this business separate especially if the <laughs> you know you have opposing sides to this because they knew that going in and I think that's where some of the balance comes into it in the respect that they knew going into this relationship they were on opposing sides so it wasn't like somebody was keeping it from the other person that they were on the opposite side it so they could be truthful from the beginning, even though it kind of, somebody gets a little grumpy later um, yeah. about it, uh, a little butt hurt about that. Um, and then smack, you know, get some smack sense into him. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that's a, a distinguishing part compared to a lot of other stories. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I also think that for like this book, there were so many like little moments and things that you needed something that was going to be this overarching item outside mm-hmm. of just saving the town. Because really, yeah. the author could have wrote the book that it took all five books to save the town. But she did give us resolution in this book for saving the town. So I feel yeah. like the book needed that depth to keep us engaged to see what's going to happen next with the town. Yep. Um, okay. Can we talk about how cute that, um, so when they re-meet, Holly knows exactly who he is. She recognizes him. But she tries not to. But she like is insistent. Like, who are you? No, I don't know you. I don't recognize you. And this kind of farce, she, of course she knows who he is because they both don't forget the chemistry that they had. Like this force kind of goes on for a while. And I kind of like that because she does keep him on his toes. Like that's kind of a catalyst. Like, okay, I'll tell you this, but you have to acknowledge that you remember me. No, I don't. <laughs> I can't just, just, it kind of goes on and it's that fun kind of playful banter and all of it that I think helps it. And that leads to the coffee shop. There's this moment between the two of them in the coffee shop where Josh is trying to do something nice for Holly to kind of be like, so you remember me. I'm, you know who I am. You're I'm important in your life journey. And she like, she's like, well, I can't just let you do this for me. I have to do it for you too. So I don't want to spoil what it is, but it's just this really sweet moment and what it is, is as I was reading this book, I was like, and I read this a, a, a couple weeks ago, um, and it got me in the Christmas spirit. Like, I was like, yep, Hallmark movie with spice, like, these people do it, which I like that they do it. But there were all these fun little quirky moments that just lended itself to me, like, engaging in the book even more. Yeah. And there was definitely the... Um the cousins she didn't have to hide her relationship like she kind of did in the beginning because of like josh north because of north's original reaction what happened seven eight years ago um but like 
her female cousins, um, Averly and Alaska, were like, go, we see the way that you guys look at each other. Go, go have dinner with them. Go do this. Yeah. Like, so their relationship wasn't hiding, um, which I think was great. It definitely gives, it It definitely put me in the holiday spirit. Um, and it was just, it's a delightful read. I Like, it was so easy to read. Like, I lost track of time because I was just, you just keep flipping. You're going, yeah. reading page after page. It had a great pace. And like, there was kind of just something action going on. Like the story progressed in a, in a great way. There's an easy flow to this author's writing too. I find that her books are very bingeable. They're very engaging. Um, I didn't jump right into book two, but I have completed book two. And then Lindsay and I later on are going to review book three in the series. Um, And, but they're very they're very bingeable. They're very like, you're just, you're just sucked I lost into track the, of time reading it. You're just sucked like, into the world of Winterville. And honestly, you're like, can I go? I want to see that holiday review. Like, I know, right? And I know you haven't read it yet. But for those that have read Carrie Ann or Carrie Elk's um, Heartbreak Brothers series, there is a small cameo from. Um, one of the brothers from the Hartson brothers, which I was just like, yay. <laughs> Gray, Gray makes a cameo in the book, which I just thought was phenomenal, phenomenal. So, um, okay. Does this pass the diehard test? So with any buzzing about romance, Christmas holiday read, we have to put it to the Die Hard test because, you know, there's always the great debate every Christmas about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. And in our house, it is a Christmas movie. Um, other houses, it's not. So does this pass the Die Hard test? Is Christmas an integral part of this romance? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the whole town is all about like it has its own Christmas shop it's the seasonal time like even in June and July is they do Christmas like halfway through the year so this is the basis for the whole town and I think that this book has Christmas magic in it and it absolutely would not make sense to have this happen at a different time of year it has to be Christmas it has to be Christmas has to be okay so do you have a bookstore like like all the other the weather elements and all all of that just play into play into it. I will also say that I really liked at the end when they each kind of have their reveal moments. They have like a little bit of a spat and they have kind of the story then unfolds and comes back together like for with the big bow at the end without giving anything away and I know this book is like over a year old but it should be revealed in the right way Josh's kind of revelation on with Holly I think is wonderful like you want every hero to kind of have that moment he hits the swoon he hits that big heart moment and the grand gesture while is not huge it is huge. Well, and I don't even think it, yes, the grand gesture is huge, but I think the realization on 
the why Holly was upset is even bigger. Yeah. 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 Because that's, I think that's the moment of like realizing the, like, the best parts of your partner. I agree. I agree. And there is kind I of. I'm trying not to give anything away. Well, like... and there's that faded feel to it. Yeah. Like that meant to be. Okay, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Carolina, thank you so much for reading Winter. Welcome to Winterville, and thank you for Thanks. joining me for this quick shot of romance. I can't wait to read book two. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. Anyway, until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 